Hello, everyone, and welcome to Overexposed, the BWRM podcast where we delve into the ins and outs of running a real estate, photography, and videography business. My name is Dave Temple. And my name is Jackie Kirk. Today, Guy is back for the final installment of our Pillars series, where we'll be talking about the BWRM portal, or portal, as Dave likes to call it. Guy, why don't you start and tell us what the portal actually is? Well, the portal is our software. Um, so it's it's not quite a website and it's not quite a bit of software that you have on your, your computer. It's, it's a web-based software that we use. Um, and because all our pillars start with P, we thought we'd name it portal so it matched. Okay, so let's go back to 2016 and start at the beginning. Originally, when we set up BWRM, we didn't intend to build our own portal. We were using other software. Why, why did we change that direction, Guy, and, and start the huge task of building our own? Uh, look, there were a few reasons. Um, originally, we were using some third-party software, which was doing the job, um, but we realised that there, was, there were a few key things that were bothering us uh, in terms of workflow um, and capability, but also in terms of reliability and, um, you know, even simple things like maintenance schedules were, were causing issues in peak times where, where, you know, that were effectively out of our control as business owners um, and that were having detrimental effects on our businesses. Um, so in the end, we decided that we really wanted to get that really critical part of our of our operation under our own control. And so we embarked on what what's turned into a huge journey um, in, in building our own our own portal from the ground up. There was also another part to it, Guy, where we didn't have access to any of the information behind the scenes. So although we knew that we, we were all working under the same brand, we didn't have access to any of the information about what anybody else was doing. And for me, that was a that was a key thing that we needed to get access to. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there, there's there was a massive um, massive gaps in our data um, that that we've now filled, and and I think just having the ability to start with you know at that point eight nine years experience in the industry and you know plenty of tens of thousands of shoots under our belts, um, we really knew what we needed. Um, and it didn't have to, you know, a lot of times that companies will do bells and whistles that are just pretty but don't actually have any function. We we wanted to build something that was simple, efficient, and actually helped. Um, and at the time when we just started the design, you know, there were things like I was using offline lists and I'd had my own grid paper printed with, you know, special tick boxes so I could just track how many, you know, jobs I had and the progress of each of those. And all of that's just gone now. We can manage you know, hundreds of jobs per member a month and know exactly where every job is and, and, and manage it effectively and quicker and more efficiently. Well, the other thing is that a lot of those portals out there are, um, sorry, portals out there are, um, are, designed for, um, are designed for general use. So you might be a wedding photographer or, you know, event photographer or whatever. And so it has to do everything for everyone, whereas we wanted something specifically for real estate photographers and specifically for BWRM real estate photographers. Yeah, that's right. And like we talked about this, um, I think last time we spoke, um, when we were talking about people, you know, when you're seeking advice from people in BWRM, you know they're all doing exactly the same thing. 
uh, it's the same with the software. You know, we're all doing the same thing. So we all need the same software solution. So we, you know, we, it, it, it's a pretty straightforward operation on the face of it. You know, the same sorts of things have to happen repetitively so we can focus on removing manual repetitive tasks. But also because we have this open line of communication with our members and with our community, what they want is taken into account. So it's not, I don't think, and Dave, this might kill you, but I don't think we'll ever get to a point where we say the portal is finished. We're always going to be improving it. There's always going to be people having good ideas and needing things to be slightly different, particularly as the industry changes. And because we're on the ground and we've got people on the ground, we can keep up with those changes and and adjust it as we go. Exactly right. Yep. It hasn't been an easy process, has it, to build it? I'm thinking you go back to, like you said, 2016, we're setting up this new business building a behemoth of a thing. I don't think we realized how big it was when we started and how complex some of the stuff was. Can you guys give me a quick rundown of just the story of building it from then until now? Yeah, so I want to take it back a step. Um, When I first started BWRM, um, I thought we would build our own software at some point. Um, and that was actually one of the key reasons I wanted Dave involved because uh, I don't have any experience in building software. Dave has built software, albeit in the Stone Ages where they use very different code, <laughs> the, the digital Stone Age, um, where they use very different code. So I knew that. I knew Dave wasn't an up-to-date coder, right, but I knew he had experience with systems and I knew that he has a very similar approach to me in the way that he likes to do things. Um so one of the, the key reasons I wanted Dave on board was with his IT experience. And I remember um, a few years after we embarked on this project watching the Shark Tank um, and there was somebody with a tech business, a tech-based business who didn't have the tech experience in-house and the sharks, none of them would, would invest and all of them said, we don't invest in tech businesses where you don't have the expertise in-house because they fail, um, which I thought was really interesting because that, that sort of came back as a bit of reinforcement later down the line for me that, that it was, you know, if, if not for just that reason, that bringing Dave on board was a good, good idea um, because, yeah, it's been, it's been an absolute journey. We have learned so much even with even well, we've just learned so much, and and without Dave at the helm with his level of experience, we would be broke, just like we just would be. I mean, we we started a process we thought was going to take twelve months. We're seven years in, um, you know, and I think along the way we've learned to say things like when the developers say it'll be April, we say what year. Because you never quite know whether it's April in three years or April coming up. I think it's it's worth it's worth just um, remembering some sort of statistics from from general development. I think it's something horrendous, like eighty percent of large IT uh, projects fail. And you know, when you add that to the percentages of new businesses that fail, you know, we we've between us started a a new business in, in 2016 and done an IT, a big IT project and not failed in either of those things up to this point. Um, so, you know, we are very much in the, uh, in the minority in, in succeeding in these things. Um, and it has been a journey, but it's, 
it's been an enjoyable one from my point of view anyway. I'm glad we've got that on recording. Yeah, it's always been enjoyable for Dave. He's loved every single second of it, I'm sure. <laughs> it's, it's really like a, a good point to make, though, is, you know, we had 45 businesses using the software. We visited 20,000-odd properties in the last 12 months. The system hasn't dropped the ball. We haven't lost an image. We've managed that in live production. Now, we, we, we like any other software, has bugs. But the way we approached, although I can't think of many now that, or certainly no critical bugs, but um, the way we've approached out the development of our software, again, testament to Dave, and, and the way that we manage the ongoing development of our software is to really put, uh, what do you know, the creatives first and um, really, you know, take off small chunks, um, you know, fix them as we need to upgrade them as we need to outside of peak times and um, therefore if there are problems which inevitably there are um, they're they're really contained and limited and and resolved extremely quickly without an interruption to our production Mm, it is it's that creative first mentality that we don't want to let people down the other thing that's made a big difference I think from my perspective watching you guys do this I have I've been involved in the design side but certainly not in the coding side has been the fact that you've had a very clear vision of how you need it to scale from the start I think what you see happen a lot with software is people will build things but then as as they scale they realize the foundations that they're built upon aren't good and everything has to be sold from scratch or it just falls apart but you guys, particularly you, Dave, you've thought very clearly about how big this needs to grow and how scalable it needs to be and made sure that it's built on really, really solid foundations. So while members might not see frequent, crazy, obvious updates, the upgrades that are happening are just making sure that it is strong and reliable from the get-go. We're not adding bells and whistles without taking into account that there is that strength and reliability. Yeah, it's one of the other reasons that um, website or general developments fail is that you you don't. It's the measure twice, cut once thing, right? So you don't do all of the design up front. You don't think about um, what it's going to look like in ten years, and then you build something that can't be changed, and then you can't change it, and then it goes out of date, and then you have to start again, and then you lose your business because you you don't move people who've been using the ten year old system onto a brand new system that doesn't work because you haven't had time to test it's it's a horrendous mistake it happens all the time um with big businesses and small um and it was something that i wanted to make sure that we didn't do so um without counting my chickens we haven't done it yet so that's good (laughs) we have done it dave we we nearly did it twice um we we started the development with one company and then had to switch horses right and and effectively abandoned a year's worth of work um so before we before we started and we realized that that we were far better off to just finish, can it, and start again with a different company, which we did, um, because we didn't want to find ourselves in that process. And then even with that company, who is significantly better streets in front, um, we had a developer there who I like to think of as like a almost a magician or, or an artist, you know, where he's been able to see things and develop something out of nothing. Um, but he did create some some holes, you know, which is inevitable. Um, and then because of the team that we've got working with us, um, we were able to then, if we had an artist at the start, we now have an engineer who's basically worked back through what was a pretty 
really good foundation, thanks to you, Dave, um, and and really take us from strength to strength. Um, but but I, yeah, again, I, I don't want to piss in Dave's pocket all day, even though he'd very much <laughs> like this whole podcast to be. Maybe we should call it "Thank You, Dave." Um, <laughs> but, but no, but without Dave there to manage it, I mean, it just we it, to that make that transition from artist to engineer wouldn't have been possible, and then you know there, there wouldn't have been anything salvageable either. If if and we were able to do that effectively seamlessly. I mean. Albeit Dave staying awake for two straight weeks um, when when the heat really came on, we didn't drop we didn't drop a single job. Mm. So, guy, you earlier spoke about how um, if we hadn't had Dave, we would have gone broke. This has obviously been an extremely expensive thing to build. How has it been funded? Well, uh, what we did is we went to a stupid venture capitalist and we took all their money and we just threw it at a project. Um, no, we didn't. That's how most people do it. Um, what we did is we funded it out of cash flow, and we always have. So um, as a business, we have no debt, um, we, which means you have to be laser-focused on everything that you do. You know, we haven't just been developing a portal for the last seven years. We've been developing every aspect of the business, and we've never borrowed a cent to do it, um, which means i mean it's the slow way it's the hard way but frankly i think it's the best way and it's a, again it's just a lot like choosing really amazing people you know you can do things yeah. quickly um and you can be a big flash in the pan but if you want a, you want to build something long lasting and sustainable it's the only way i would do it well if we'd had piles of money when we started we still wouldn't have what we know now and we wouldn't have built something as good. There's just no way. The lessons that we've learned now, the changes in the business, the things we've learned from our members that have influenced the way this portal works, there's just no way that we would have known that stuff. That's right. So the slow way has definitely given us something better. And interestingly, I've spoken with somebody who's um, been through the process. Um, they started really the same time as we started. They built their own software. Um, they got big. They got a lot of money in. They started bringing in big teams to do dev, and guess what? They just started building a mess and getting more bugs. So then they needed more people to squash bugs, and then they basically ended up scaling it right back anyway. So they went through this, hey, we can just throw heaps of money and, and turbocharge this, and in reality it didn't work. In reality they just had to do it just much more carefully like they always had and, and got a, a far better result in the long run. Okay. so. Let's go back to our members because there are lots of, you know, photography portals out there that you can use that you pay a subscription for. Do members pay an additional fee to use our portal? No. Um, so our, our system is part of what you get or our portal access is part of what you get when you license the platform. It's one of the pillars. Um, but, and there is a but, we do charge for data use on our portal um, and the reason for that is uh, we've built our architecture on Google. Um, effectively, there's two main places you can build a website these days or, or a portal or, you know, online platform, whatever you want to call it. Um, you can either build it on Amazon or you can build it on Google, um, the, the two major players. Um, we chose Google because it ties in nicely with the Google Work Suite, which we use, um, but it also has a lower cost per, for data transfer. Uh, than AWS. 
um, per per gig or meg or whatever byte probably what they charge. Um, and a lot of our business is moving data from A to B um, and storing data, and therefore a lot of our cost is moving data from A to B and storing data. And if we were to build our portal to host maybe three thousand uh, BWM members across the globe and we didn't pass on the cost of transferring that data, we would build ourselves an ever-increasing cost that would effectively send us broke. So rather than do that, what we do is we we pass on the cost of storing and transferring that data to to the member. Um, And in reality, what we say is, you know, it's probably around a dollar for a photo shoot that you can apply to to the system cost and maybe three dollars for the for a video. So it's a very small cost per unit, um, but has the power to add up if you're um, if if you're not passing that cost on. So each member basically pays a small amount of data and storage. Everything is mirrored around the globe, um, you know, however many times across however many continents. So we can't lose any data. It's never deleted. Um, and it's and it's there just for that small cost. Mm. Okay. So then let's have a look at the functionality. Can you just as an overview take me through a day of using the portal? Yeah, so I, I like to describe the portal as the glue that ties all of the other parts together, right? So if you think about it as that central connection between product, uh, between your process, between so your your process is how you capture the shoot, right? So you follow the process, you get raw files. You then log into the portal, right? And you add a job onto the portal. You add your product, which is another pillar. Um, You upload and it gets to our retouching teams. Those guys then will do their magic overnight and deliver it back through the system for review. Um, We can then request changes or updates or whatever we need to do, um, view in full size, download, print, web, add watermarks, do whatever we want to do. It's all automated and set up once. Um, realistically, 99% of the time we get a video back, we view it, we, we get images back, we view them, and we get a floor plan back, back we view it. Um, and if we've done our job right, you press deliver and it goes to the client. The client then gets an email with a link to download and they we, they have preset web sizes and preset print sizes and if you've set up a watermark and automatically applied, they download their files, fantastic. And then at my site as well, based on the products that I've added to that job, I press create invoice and an invoice is created. I then connect my accounting software, which is zero, to the portal probably every two or three days and that takes every draft invoice I've created, creates a real invoice in my accounting software, brings that invoice back into our software and then emails it to my clients. So that allows me to have my accounting suite synced with our suite, but it allows us not to have to build an entire accounting platform, which frankly we're not equipped to do. You know, Xero is probably a billion-dollar company these days and, and you know, the the complexity and the power that you need in accounting software is huge and we don't pretend to be the experts in that. So we've just linked it off to that. So, And that also means that if any creative ever does decide to leave, they've got all of their financial data with them. They don't need to have access our, our portal to get that. It's all separate in zero. 
So realistically, it, it's a really quick flow, you know, like so I could be doing 20 jobs, which actually I did this morning. I, I viewed and approved and delivered 20 jobs and invoiced them. Um, I was all done by 9.30 when I, when I hosted an induction for some new members. So no problem, done, all tracked, know exactly where I'm at. I've got filters there to tell me what needs to be invoiced, what needs to be reviewed, what's still in progress, and it's all done. 20 jobs done, delivered, invoiced. Everyone's happy, not a problem. Yeah, I can remember a time when, you know, delivering 20 jobs would have taken all day. So. Just printing out the CD labels would have taken a couple of hours. Oh, my God. I, they were actually – Dave has touched on a, a nerve. Were you, were you in the business where you used to print, print labels on CDs, Jackie? I know I was. No, I was just after the delivery of the label under the shop door. I remember that you you would literally have to burn a CD the next morning when or that night when you'd finished processing your own images, then you print the front shot onto the front of the CD, then pop it in a CD thing, and then the next morning drive around to every agency and deliver all the CDs for all the jobs you did. We've come a long way when you think about that. <laughs> well, you couldn't. I mean, you couldn't do. How could you do twenty? I mean, you couldn't. Right back in those days, you just couldn't. And I suppose that's you know a lot of the difference of where we where we've come from to where we are today. You know, there's almost no limit to what you can do now. Yeah. So let's have a closer look at sending off jobs. I think a lot of independent photographers that are listening to this are just going to think there's no one size fits all. My client's special. This client's difficult. Everyone's got different things that they want. So when you're sending off a job, how do you make sure that all these little nuances and differences are taken care of? Well, um, what we do on our system is we basically, the job is is defined by an address, right? So if you think about, we add a job to the portal under my login, for example, I'll go in and it'll be 123 Smith Street, Collingwood, Melbourne, right? We use as a Google lookup, so it hits that address, pins it, great. Um, I've already set up my clients within the portal. Um, so if it's an agency, let's call it um, Bellarine Property or, you know, Fletcher's, I don't care, whatever it is. You've set them up and then under those at that agency, you've set the accounting contact, you've set the marketing contact, you have a section to um, set any specific preferences that they may have. So if they're shooting in a certain or you're producing a certain style or product or whatever, it's all linked to that agency, right? We then set their web size. We then um, set at their watermark, all set up under the agency. Then what we do is we set up our agent um, and we link them to that agency. And again, you might have you might have the same accounting contact or a different accounting contact. You might have different preferences, whatever. But it's all linked to that agent under that agency, right? Um, and then what I also would have done is have all of my products from my price list added to the system um, and they're all to the portal. So then what I do is I say, hey, this is 10 photos, right? So what's it called? That. What does the invoice look for like for that up to and including accounting codes from the software? So I can say, you know, an accounting code 200 slash 1 is for photos, and that's, I'm going to have one line on my invoice that's going to say 10 photos. It's going to be linked to that account code. It's going to be that price. Um, I can say when what uploader I want to upload when I add that product. So if I add the 10 photos product to a job, it's going to open an image uploader. 
um, maybe I've got a package and it's got photos and floor plans. So I'm going to tell it to add a second line to the invoice, which is floor plan. And that's got a different account code, a different price. And I also want an image uploader and a floor plan uploader to open when I add that product to the job. Um, and maybe I want that to be called, I want two lines on the invoice, but on, when I deliver it, I want it to be called a standard package. Who knows? Um, but I've got all the flexibility to create that in the system. So I, you need to understand that background. So when I get home, I add the job, 123 Smith Street, Collingwood, voila, add Bellarine property, then select the agent, then I add my products. So I want to, I, maybe it's just a standard package, let's call it. Then based on the standard package, two uploaders open, a floor plan uploader and an image uploader. They're pre-filled with the preferences for that client. I drag and drop my raw files, images into the image uploader, dial in my final quantity, which is 10, press upload, it starts and just disappears up into the top corner of the portal and uploads. I then drag my floor plan across, hit upload, a little briefing doc opens up within this portal to, that allows me to take even further detail with preferences because there's a bit more nuance with floor plans that we don't have to get into right now. And that upload starts and continues in the corner. Basically, then I can move on and add my next job while they're uploading. Um, I can navigate anywhere in the in the portal, do any anything. I can walk away, and that'll just keep uploading. Um, same for video, you know, maybe the next job's 124 Smith Street and I've got a video for a different client. Same process applies, drag and drop the video files, press upload, away it goes. Do you want to just explain, video is obviously a very nuanced product. There could be a lot of different types of video, a lot of different things. You might have had a, a way of filming it on site that you specifically want the, the edit to come back as. Do you want to just uh, briefly go over the, the way that video is ordered? Because that's all ordered through the system as well. So how do you get that? grand vision across yeah so very similar to the floor plan system actually so you you know exactly the same process in creating my product and setting my preferences and and having that uploader open um then i drag and drop my video files um you know i'm shooting in log so they're really flat profile videos um but basically any any video file type almost you, you want you can upload um and then when i hit upload a briefing doc opens um, and that allows me to get right into the into the detail of what I'm looking for for that for that particular job. Or I can just skim through it really quickly and say, you know what, I don't care. Editor, you make the decisions. Or I can be really specific and say, use this music track. I can pa paste in examples of videos that I'd like the style matched. I can say, I want it exactly 15 seconds or I don't care or I want it 90 seconds. Um, I can say I want After Effects, I want pins, I can do anything I like through that briefing doc. Um, and then that all goes then to the video editors. Um, generally, by the time I finish briefing, the upload's finished. Like it's that quick. So I guess we've basically done something that automates the entire process while maintaining the flexibility to customise everything you could possibly need to customise. But you don't have to do that. So you can you can tweak what you want but it's still a quick, efficient process. Yeah, that's right. So if I'm doing, say, five jobs, six jobs a day, I don't spend more than an hour doing admin at the end of the day, right, the most. But that, and that would include videos, floor plans, et cetera, et cetera. And in reality, you know, if we have plenty of members shooting drones, um, transferring the files straight to their iPad where our, where our system works natively, um, 
and they upload directly and do any markups they need to do for the drone images on the iPad and upload directly from there. Um, same with floor plans. People, we're drawing floor plans on on um, various software on our iPad, uploading straight through, the, straight to the system. So in reality, that you can also plug your camera or, or wirelessly transfer to your iPad these days um, and you could upload your images from your iPad if you've got enough data on your plan. So realistically, I, normally drones and, and floor plans will be up anyway, then it's a matter of dragging and dropping the images and getting the video done and it's quick, you know, when you get home. Okay, cool. So then that's your sending off. Next morning you wake up, you go to approve your jobs. What's the process? Uh, open the laptop, open the job. It, basically, actually, that's not true. There's There's filters we've set up. So we have three major statuses that we can view within our portal. So we have in progress. Um, so each job would have a symbol on it that would denote that it's in progress or member review. Um, there's an uploading status and there's, you know, not invoiced as well but um, and delivered. So basically what I would do is I would click the member review filter. It might have a number. So this morning it had 20 in member review. So I click that and of the... I think it was actually, I'll tell you right now, as of today, 6,858 jobs I've run through my login of the portal. Um, of the 6,858 jobs, it'll only show me the 20 that are in member review. Um, and then I'll just start from the top and open it up, click the album button. It takes me straight to the album, look at the images, look at the floor plan, but, you know, make sure I look at every single one of the products that are going to my clients, make sure the floor plan's all correct. Make sure if there's drone pins on the drone drones that they're, all the spelling's correct, they're in the right spot, everything's great, takes about 90 seconds. Press the deliver button. It then pops up a modal based on, and, with, and it grabs the agency and agent data that I've allowed by linking that agent. Press share, off it goes. Click the invoice button. It pops up pre-filled invoice with all of the data based on the product data that I've set up press create invoice and it's stored as a draft until I connect to zero. Then I go back to the home screen, member review, next one, done. Then literally to, to deliver 20 shoots, you know, I'm 45 minutes to an hour tops and that's in delivered and invoiced. What happens if you go back to check your jobs and you realise there's a mistake or there's something that you haven't asked for them to remove, like a trampoline in a front yard, something like that, then what do you do? Yeah, great example was yesterday um, being nearly Christmas, Santa hanging off the balcony rail and hadn't been removed. So a little Santa, so he's in three photos. So I open up the gallery, I look, I see Santa hanging off the balcony. I type in the little box next to that image, related to that image, please remove Santa. And then I go to the next one that I can see, please remove Santa, please remove Santa, send. That goes back. The job goes into in progress, so it's no longer in member review. Um, I can see that that specific um, service on that job, you know, maybe I had drone imagery, um, normal imagery, floor plan, and a video, and I can see that there's three services still in member review, but only one of them's in progress. So I'm only on waiting on one service, and I can drill in and find out exactly what that is. Um, and then it goes back, goes back to the supplier, and then we have time standard for that to be returned to us. Um, and then when that comes, I'll get another email notification to let me know it's there. The system 
member review thing will light up. I can press member review, filter that one down, and even if it's way down the list, it'll pop right to the top, view it, Santa's gone, hit deliver. Um, if I've just sent it back and I've gone, it, what it automatically does is hides those files then from the client. So what I could do is deliver, hit deliver while I'm waiting for those and message through the modal. I can put a custom message in and say, um, hey, client, the three front shots are on their way. I'm just getting Santa removed from the balcony. I'll send it when they're done, right? Send. Now, they would get an email with that written in it with the link then to, to get to the page to download their stuff. Or I can just wait. Or they might go, no, we really want Santa. They might reply, no, we really want Santa. And it's like, oh, okay, no worries. So I can open up the album, unhide the Santa shots, and then hit deliver, and then they can access them. So there's ultimate flexibility. Um, I think the other thing that I have really enjoyed doing, and this comes more towards the scaling a business as you grow, and I'm sure you do it too, Guy, is that when you kind of get to being very busy and you start to have a virtual assistant, having them do a lot of that stuff in the portal. So so Meg is my virtual assistant. I know if I've got 10 jobs today, I go out and shoot 10 jobs. When I get home, those jobs are already set up in the system. I don't have to go and type in the addresses and add the agents. I just go in, open the job that's there, load the images, and I'm done. And then the next morning, if I've got a really early start or if we've got sunrise shoots and that sort of thing, I might check the jobs, the images that come back. But if there are changes, I may not be around to approve the changes when they come back. I could just say to Meg, send those changes off when they're done. So it really takes a huge stress load off to know that I can go off to work. I know those changes are going to get delivered to the clients. Any any questions or changes that come back from clients, they might say, can you put two Santas on the balcony or change the roof cover or whatever? Meg can actually just send those off through her login to the portal and, and it's done. Yeah, it's really super efficient. I have an iPad in my car, so when I'm out and about, I can I can open up the iPad at any time and, and review the images that have come back. You know, when I get the email on my phone, pull the iPad out, review, deliver, done, no problem. Really, all I need is phone reception. It is super efficient. So what happens then if you just have a question for the editors? Let's talk about communicating with the editors. Um, people might be nervous that, you know, they're running their work through the BWM portal, it's going to the BWM editors. Do they still have a line of communication with the editors if they want to ask a question or send a special note? Yeah. So obviously you can send notes when you upload, but sometimes you make mistakes. That's inevitable actually in a, in a business with that many moving parts. So you might want to tr- chat. And um, so we've got a plug-in into our system that allows us to direct chat with any of the supply chain. Um, so with our customer service representative for floor plans, images, or video. Um, so you can directly chat with them and let them know, seek, you know, updates on on where things are at. If you're, you've been waiting on something for a little bit or, you know, something's urgent, you can communicate that directly with them through the chat. Um, that chat also connects to Dave if you've got any system issues. Um, so if, if you find something that's not working, you can directly connect to Dave. Um, if you don't press any buttons and start chatting. It'll come to me. Um, and then you can also search our help centre. It's plugged directly into that. So any of our 60-odd uh, um, help articles are connected. Um, and you can use AI. It's got AI enabled. So you can ask it a question and it'll search our whole article sets and come up with an answer. And sometimes it'll combine answers from multiple articles um, in its response. So it's pretty powerful. 
Um, we also have the ability as directors to post news articles in there as well. We have surveys in there, um, you know, sign-ups for different events, et cetera. So it's it's really comprehensive little connection tool in there just built in. So let's talk a little bit about the training and the the help articles. Is that everything? That, so we've got obviously how to use the help centre articles in there and that sort of thing, but have we got, you know, shooting guides and and how to shoot a video and we you know tell us a little bit about all of those articles great question jackie um our help center is divided into the different pillars of the platform so you can always sort of drill into the right area straight away but so every single pillar has a section in the help center plus there's a nuts and bolts section as well which is just even more little practical bits and pieces you know links off to drone licensing and any number of things that you might need but yeah there's this so for the product you know every single one of our products is listed and then how to shoot that product in the process articles are all there so for every single product for a video for floor plan for whatever you need it's accessible uh, if you want to read Anything about the people and culture and why, you know, why we have, um, uh, well, what we call the BWMA, which is our values and those sorts of things and, and you know, or any number of people things, the pathway articles are uh, accessible all directly through there as well. Um, they're all standalone in our own help centre or they're all directly linked via that that bot within the portal. So it's it's hugely comprehensive. So then from an agent's perspective, because the last thing you and I want to be doing is dealing with tech questions from our agents, what are they seeing when a job is delivered to them? Yeah, well, we made a really conscious decision to keep it simple. Um, So effectively what an agent can do is they can view every product from their phone, uh, from an iPad, from their computer. Um, They can select all or they can just basically press download and everything will come down or they can select individual components and download those. Um, They can get it in print, web, or watermarked based on their preferences, just with simple tick boxes. Um, So, yeah, it's a really straightforward. All the feedback I get is that it's just really easy, and we've never had any issues. Nobody's ever not known what they're doing, you know. Press a button that says download, click print, web, watermark, and you get three versions of the same images in different sizes, in different folders, all organised. That's a lot of functionality. And I guess if you're listening and you're struggling to wrap your head around it, get in touch with us because we can kind of show you or give you a tour or something or talk you through it. But with all of that functionality, Dave, can you tell me a little bit about the scalability and internationalisation that you've built into it? How How is this going to cope with the growth of our business Um Now we're bringing on people in New Zealand and all over the place. Is the portal designed to cope with that? Yeah, so we've built the um, portal on what's called an elastic platform. What that means is the more people that are on there, the uh, more power it uses and the faster it gets. So if you log in on your own on a Sunday morning when no one else is doing anything, you'll find it slightly slower. If you log in when it's busy, it'll actually be quicker. Um, And that means that it can grow as quickly as our business grows and it can cope with that. Obviously, it's built on the Google platform. So if we um, overpower Google, we're all in trouble. And then in terms of internationalization, we've kept it quite agnostic because it links to things like zero. All of your accounting rules are in zero because that's where accounting happens. 
So any of your local taxes or any of that interesting stuff happens in your accounting package, not on our product, which means we should be able to take on people from any country in the world with any tax rules or any accounting rules, and it just gets dealt with in the accounting software, not in the um, in their pool. So if you've been shooting images, then are your images always stored there? Do you need to keep backing up your images onto hard drives and things like that, or all, is it all there if you need it? So all of your final images remain on the system um, and all of the RAWs that you uploaded, including all the video RAWs, are available to download. Um, so Guy's done 6,000-odd uh, shoots. He can go back through any of his shoots and download the final images, the final videos, the final floor plans, um, or any of the RAW images that went into making those any time. Awesome. It saved a bit of money on external hard drives then as well. Absolutely. So is there anything else you guys wanted to add to the functionality of the platform? I think the main thing that, that I would add is that uh, with that elasticity um, comes scalability. You know, when we set this up, everything we kept coming back to when we started the design process was it has to work for 3,000 members. It has to work for 3,000. So if if whatever we build doesn't work for 3,000 users or at the same time, then it doesn't work. Um, and that's been core really as we've been building it to, to how we've approached the design of it, um, how, we've, how Dave's, you know, the nuts and bolts stuff that you don't see. Um, the other thing that I mentioned to Dave or we spoke about a lot is I want to store all of this information, this system information on what's happening so we can use that to really extract um, business insights that we never even knew were possible. Um, so if you think about a member, say me, for example, on the Bellarine, right, and you have a look at how many photo shoots I've done, um, how many of those have floor plans, how many of those have videos, you can feed in an API from from a big real estate portal um, and you can cross that data with market data and you can tell, you can tell me straight away um, that I've got this amount of market share, you know, if you store that data. Right, that you can you can say you know, hey guy, did you know eighty percent of the jobs in your market had twilights, but only you've only done twenty percent of the jobs. Do you need help with shooting twilights? You know, you could you can do anything. We don't even know what we'll be able to do really. There's just an unlimited amount of 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 um, insights that we can provide members. Um, by collecting that data. And that's basically we're, we're one sort of engineering project away from starting to get into that, um, being able to sort of create that those business insights for people that, that are, you know, that we already create a lot of them offline, but, you know, we pull data down and then we create them. But to be able to build a, a, effectively a business intelligence dashboard for each member is, is going to be, um, the, you know, the next big leap for us on that portal. Yeah, I think that's that's one of the things I'm the most excited about. I mean, we're already presenting our members with their stats at our monthly workshops, but as we always say, there's no one-size-fits-all approach. So imagine being able to log in and have something pop up and say, you did, you know, 100 sheets this month, but only 50% had floor plans. At the prices that you set in, you could be making X amount more profit if you boosted your floor plans by whatever. Like they're just the scope for really truly helping our business owners with really solid data is beyond exciting. 
I'm really excited about this as well. But I just spoke to a, a member who has a quite a regional area, and it's quite a large uh, area. It's about two hours across, um, and we're using the data we've already got because we can plot it um, on a map. We can see what percentage of our work is coming in what areas, which means she can decide where to look for a contractor so that she can cover the most amount of work across that two-hour um, region. So there, there's a lot that we can do to help people, and um, and the more data we get, the more the more we can help. Yeah, and that, that works the other side too into the production house. You know, We know when the orders are coming in. We know the volume. We know when corrections come in. We know the volume. We know, the, for example, in our video production house, we um, added a shift um, we were anticipating based on the data, the forecasting tools that Dave's built on the total volume of products through the business coming. We knew that we were going to hit a certain number. I think we were within one or two jobs of that. So well done, Dave. So based on the data of when jobs were coming in, we split our workforce 50-50 between a day and an afternoon shift. And we went from a situation where with the same workforce, we had almost every day overtime running to no overtime requirement, right, which reduces burnout and just increases efficiency. So it's just, as you know, it, having that data, having that portal allows you to be able to do that sort of stuff, right, which obviously if you don't have burnout, you're getting better products and, and it's a circular thing, you know. You, it, it's it's of, in everybody's interest. Lots of exciting things planned for the portal in the future. I guess, first of all, everyone just needs to say thank you, Dave. Well done, Dave. Um, but yeah, thank you so much, Guy, for coming on here. If you are enjoying the podcast lessons, please like and subscribe because we appreciate the support. But that does wrap up our five pillars of BWRM. So thank you for listening to them, and we will catch you next time. Thanks, Guy.